Here they come! And welcome to episode 9 of Effectively Speaking, the podcast that takes a look at some of the special effects sequences of film and television, be they classic, average or duff. I'm your host, Eric Moore, and today I'm joined by Alan Owen to discuss Baylock's ship and his puppet version in the Star Trek episode, The Corbomite Maneuver. Excuse me, Miss Salome, can I talk to you for a minute? Hello, Alan. Hi, Eric. How are you? I'm fine, I'm fine. Um, looking forward to this. This is only the second time uh, I've done a TV uh, episode. So, oh, right, okay. So, yeah, here we, here we go with Star Trek. And I, I wanted you on this one because I know you are a Star Trek fan. Yeah, yeah, go way, way back with the program, though not as far back as the original broadcast date, I'll say that at least. See, I was, um. I, I, I was going to say this because I, I, I'm the same as you, I, I can always remember Star Trek, but I can't really remember watching it when I was a child, but I know I did, because I, I remember the episodes. Yeah, no, well, I mean, obviously... The original, what was it, broadcast 65, 66, something yeah, like that? Yeah, somewhere that, like that, yeah. Somewhere around there, wasn't it? I know it finished by the time that um, the moon landings happened. As, you know, it was it was gone by that point, which is... I, I always like to put things in context like that. So if you think about it, it this was before we'd landed on the moon. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's a long time ago now. And I, obviously, I wasn't even born when the series finished um, and I, I distinctly remember watching reruns in probably like the mid 70s maybe like it was before the the Star Trek movie came out which was right. what 79 it was after Star Wars wasn't it yeah it was 78 79 78 79 no I think it was 79 wasn't it yeah I think you're right and I'd seen all the series you know the TV series by that point otherwise I think you know that would have, if I'd seen that film first, that would have been it. I would never have watched anything <laughs> to do with Star Trek ever again. I don't think. Um, so I think it must have been in sort of the mid seventies, and I remember it particularly because I think I discovered it on. I get well, I guess it was BBC Two at the time because we only had the three channels, didn't oh, we? Oh yeah, it was always um, on BBC Two, wasn't it? Always on That's BBC coming Two. Coming back to me now, yeah. And I, rem- I remember it particularly because it used to annoy my dad. Because uh, he used to come in from work in the evenings, and he wanted to watch the news and Nationwide, I think it was, wasn't it? The, yeah. The the regional TV program at the time. Yeah, it was on at six o'clock, um, wasn't it? Six o'clock, six thirty, and Star Trek was on BBC Two at the same time, and I wouldn't let him change channel, <laughs> and uh, insisted on watching these old, as he called it, reruns of what's this garbage you're watching. But I think he must have had a soft spot for it because he always let me watch it. All right. So. Um, I do remember watching them. I say it must have been about that time. Yeah. Yeah. So and then yeah, watching the the movie and then I, I personally I feel more sort of connected to the next generation. I think. Um, oh really? Because it was yeah. I, I, I like I do. Don't get me wrong. I think the old series is fantastic, but I think it just um, I was perhaps a bit too young when mm. I first saw it. And then seeing the next generation when I was about sort of 18, or possibly even a little bit younger at that time. 
it I, was the one that I connected with more at that point. I think that's the difference between us because it, I think you're right in that it was mid-70s that they were being shown because I started college in 78 and I remember right. that there was always an argument with some of the guys that were in my, in my class um, uh, between what was better, Star Trek or Doctor Who. Um, right, yeah. Now, Doctor Who yeah. obviously was still on, but... For, for, for oh, very much so, yeah. Yeah, so for 16-year-olds to be arguing about Star Trek, it must have been on at some point recently for them to that still must to remember have been the it. Time, yeah, because I, I, the, the other thing that was sort of resonated with it at that time, I think the mid-70s was a pretty dark time in the UK. It was um, winter of discontent. Yeah. and you know strikes left right and centre and the the power outages in the evenings yeah and it's kind of I think Star Trek had that um, without sort of making it sound too more than it is I think you know when it first came out in the mid 60s was a time of great discontent in the US mm. and it was showing this version of the future which was very optimistic pos- very optimistic very yeah. positive and I think at that point, also in the UK in the 70s, it was giving that same vision at that time. So I think that's one of the other reasons it resonated a little bit more, perhaps seeing it for the first time at that point. Yeah, I, I, I think also that's part of the appeal of Star Wars in England, because as you say, England in the mid-70s was a horrible place. And it was it was a dark sort of time, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. and to, to, to have this bright colourful show or, or film you know um, yeah. that was a lot of fun uh, um, I, I think yeah, you know people latched yeah. onto it you know yeah definitely definitely and it, sh- it, it was total escapism isn't it yeah it, it's not like watching some kitchen sink documentary from Top North like see um, I, I don't get it I don't I don't get how people you know they, that they might have a hard, hard life hard times you know, have, having a crappy day, and then for their mm. entertainment, they watch EastEnders, where you've got people having a hard <laughs> life and having a crappy time. I don't, I don't get that as a catharsis to what you've been up to during the day. You know, Just it doesn't it. appeal to me very much. I'll no, be no, no, no. <laughs> anyway, definitely not. All right, okay. So we're going to get on to this uh, this episode, the Corbin Mike Maneuver. Do you remember mm. when you first saw it? I not that particular one. I'll be honest. Um, I know it's, well, it is, maybe we'll come to this later, it's one of the very early episodes. In fact, I believe it's the first episode they actually filmed yes, after the pilot. Yeah. Um, so it must have been, either, you know, potentially, I've missed it perhaps even the first time round because, you know, not realising what this was and not picking it up at the time. So I don't have any particular recollection of watching it in that sort of period. No. Um, particularly but um not like spock's brain because everybody remembers where they were when they watched spock's brain so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, i've got a very vague memory of the ship of the, sh- the shape of the ship but of course everybody mm. even if you haven't seen the episode you know Baylock because he he was always in the end titles wasn't he he was he, was, he was the, the end sk- or the beginning no he was in the end titles it must where, be the end because of course the beginning's just got the end you got the starfield yeah yeah, yeah. It, it was something like executive in charge of production or something um, written over the top of it. He did a fantastic job at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, ju- you just don't see his business suit. That's just out of shot. 
you know. Yeah, no, he's, he's a very corporate. That always guy. used to yeah. scare the living daylights out of me. Sometimes they would have the Gorn in there and stuff like that, you know, or the sort yeah. vampire you would see in there as well. But Absolutely. it always yeah. was Baylock at the end. It's like, good grief. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, no, I think it was, it was almost like the last image or somewhere around Yeah, there. it was pretty yeah. much yeah. the last one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What well, a way to finish it. Yeah. <laughs> Something to keep you awake tonight. Indeed, yeah. All right, well, uh, as I say, this is the episode. Um, so let's go on and have a clip. This is Baylock, commander of the flagship Viserys of the First Federation. Your vessel has demonstrated your intention is not peaceful. We are now considering the disposition of your ship and the life aboard. Right, first up then, Alan. Um, did yeah. you watch the original, or did you see the, the the super duper redone one for the Blu-ray? Well, when we were talking about doing this episode, I I couldn't quite remember the details of it. I'll be honest with you. It's been a, a, quite some time since I watched the um, the original series. We've got them around somewhere on VHS, but I mean, you know, who's got a VHS player these days? <laughs> um, so I, I was actually watching it on Netflix, and it wasn't until a little bit into it, I, I kind of twigged. Actually, this was the the digitally redone version of it. Okay. Because the Enterprise looks it, really, really good, doesn't it? The Enterprise... <laughs> I, I, yeah, literally, I was watching the start of it, I thought, God, this has held up really well. Oh, you know, it's like... And then, of course, twigged that... No, no. And actually, when you watch it again, just and properly watch it, in those opening credits where it sort of comes flying towards mm. you, I remember distinctly in the old series, it wobbles yes. as it comes towards you, and it's dead straight now. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's sort of, they've cleaned it up nicely. Um, it's not, you know, I wouldn't say it was overdone. No. They haven't taken the effects and completely, you know, reworked them or anything like that. Um, they've enhanced it, I would yeah, say. It, it, it's um, enough that if, you, if you've never seen the show or, you know, you're trying to introduce it to uh, children... You know, the effects yeah. are up there yeah. with, with, with stuff you see in modern-day science fiction shows. Exactly. Films, I mean, they've it? not taken the, the concepts and gone, oh, you know, well, that was a bit bit 1950s, a bit Buck Rogers. Yeah. Let's do something completely different. They have stuck with the 98% of the original. Yeah. They've, been very, they've been very respectful, haven't they? Yeah. You know? Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get on this near the end, uh because sure. what I've got it on Blu-ray, so and and on the Blu-ray you have a choice of watching the episode oh, right, original right. Yeah. or CGI. So I yeah. watch both. This sequence we're going to talk about. Um, I've watched both, and I've made some notes. So we'll talk about that later on. Absolutely. Okay. So uh, we're, we're starting the sequence with um, Baylock's ship approaching. They, they they know it's coming. They've, they've just blown up that uh, the, the buoy, didn't they? The, that they couldn't. That's get right. There's a little square buoy thing that they yeah. They've got rid of, yeah. So so it starts appearing on the scanners, Baylock ship, the Fasarius. What a great name, by the way. It the is. Fasarius. It's, it's um, I, I don't know, is that something from Greek myth? It sounds like it should be if it's not, but... It's, um, it sounds it. It shouldn't do. I mean, if it's coming from, you know, uh, 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 another star system, but anyway. The First Federation, do they call themselves? Yeah, see, it, yeah. It, and, and also... Get, Kirk doesn't call it, uh, you know, the United Federation of Planets. He calls that no. something strange, something of something Earth or something. The the uh, the Earth ship. Yeah. Uh, Enterprise, I think. United Earth ship. Yeah, you it. can really yeah. tell it's early days, can't you? Blimey. Yeah. And as Any- I, I, we were just saying, I mean, it was the 
as I understand it, anyway, the first one filmed. And there's some there's some things not they've clearly not sorted out. Um, say so watching it for the first time in quite some time, it's like Uhura's in the wrong colour uniform. Yeah, yeah, I was um, disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> it sort of throws you for a moment, and you're sort of looking looking for other details that are wrong. And obviously, um, Lieutenant Bailey is lurking around instead of Chekhov. Yeah. And also, Spock's got this this way of shouting things. He did it in the pilot as well. This strange vocal yeah. uh, uh, style that he's got. Very odd. That's right. Yeah, they, they they're not quite pinned down, are they, with their no. their characters at no. this point? Yeah. But something that's there right at the beginning on that, it's like, you know, the ship starts appearing on the scanners, it starts to grow larger on the screen, and we get that fantastic piece of, star- I call it Star Trek danger music. They always did it when something yeah. big is yeah. coming, you know, and they've got that right from the first episode. That's right, yeah. No, you can always tell that the tension is building, can't you, in, yeah. in, in Trek, yeah. Yeah. But then, I mean, this is one of my favourite uh, shots of it all. You get this fantastic shot. You have you have the Starfield. You have a tiny Enterprise almost in the middle of the screen. And then up comes the Fasarius, comes up and engulfs the rest of the screen. It actually goes off the screen, doesn't it? It fills the That's screen and right, goes beyond. Yeah. You know, it's an amazing shot. It's It just keeps growing and growing and growing. You get a real sense of scale of that this is something huge. I think they say it's a mile across or something. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's yeah. There's some yeah. reference to the size of it. It's clearly dwarfing um, yeah. the Enterprise in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it, and it's a giant ball made up of small balls. Yes. Which, yes. When, when, when you consider this is the mid-60s, so we're only like 10 years away from, you know, the, uh, the, the height of the 50s science fiction films where everything was pretty much a rocket or a flying saucer. This is quite a radical design for the time, I thought. Well, I, I, yeah, I mean, the whole... I mean, the ethos of the design of, in Star Trek is quite interesting. I mean, it is... I mean, there's no rocket ships in it anywhere. There's this rather ungainly enterprise with sort of bits sort of prodding off it um, you know the primary hull is a, is a big disc connected by that's a the flying spin, saucer bit <laughs> spin, well I guess yeah yeah that is the flying saucer um, but you know and then you've got the cells again connected by spindly little bits mm. and it sort of recognises that it's something born in space it's not beholden to gravity there's no yeah. need to make it streamlined or rocket shaped no because they've got and shuttles to, uh, to go down to the planet exactly so, yeah. exactly yeah. so they, they have sort of cottoned on and the thing is you know the the design and the graphics and the the concepts in star trek as we all know are things that have they've been picked up and mm. you know the, the the pad has become the ipad mm. the communicator yeah. is, is the, your mobile you know, the mobile phone <laughs> and you know it is like somebody out there was predicting the future of that sort of time. Um, I mean, I, I honestly don't know very much about the the designers. You know, oh, people I, okay. I will come to that during the yeah. behind the scenes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, so, but no, so it's it, an interesting concept. Very different. It's yeah. Like completely off the wall. Yeah, um, and it is off the wall. It is very alien. But unfortunately, just after that, you get Baylock's his voice makes uh, its first appearance and mm. that's where it, I, I kind of kind of like lose it the believability of it being alien because it's Ted Cassidy and <laughs> Ted Cassidy it, he's Lurch isn't he is that right because yeah. he appears later on as well doesn't he, in, he he's, he's in rock Trek isn't well. he in uh, what are little girls made of that's the one he's somebody's butler 
Yeah, yeah, he's the butler in the Adams family. Yeah. He's Lurch, you see. Yeah. So, yeah. so when you hear that voice, I can only hear Rock and, <laughs> and Lurch. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it throws it throws the the realism, I suppose, when you reckon recognise a particular voice. Probably. Yeah. Um, but having said that, that is a creepy voice, and it does go with the face because then you get mm. your your spot manages to get a visual, and there he is up on the screen. With um, the sort of swirl around him. Well, well, yeah, I mean, that, that swirl, I, I, I was watching it and I was trying to think about it because there he is, very 50s style monster design, I think, with the big yeah, bulbous head. Yeah. It's like, like, like Invasion of the Saucer Men or something. But that swirl, I think, I don't know if you would agree, but I think it's been put on there to disguise the fact that the eyes don't move very well. And, and then when he starts speaking, his mouth—if you look beyond the swell—it it, doesn't—it's not very convincing. It's very limited movement, you know. It's incredibly limited. I mean, um, I, obviously, it'd be nice to sit down and watch the two side by side—the the original and the the new version. Oh no, they've but, that, they, they've done nothing to it. They've um, done nothing. Oh no, no, well, no, no. The original yeah. looks exactly like that. It, it's crisper, you know, because it's HD now. But um, yeah, they, they, yeah. they haven't—they haven't tweaked the effect. The effect. That, no. That's nice. I'm glad they left that uh, alone. Didn't fiddle too much yeah. with it. But yeah, there it is. I mean, you've got to wonder. How did Kirk fall for that? Well, this is this it's, was my yeah. question was going to be: Is the swirly effect there to to try and stop us viewers think that that's just a puppet, or is it there to to deceive the Enterprise crew? You know, or is it a case of both? I, I'd have to go for a bit of both there. I think <laughs> um, it's you. We'll probably never know, but you know, maybe they showed it and suddenly went, "That's a puppet." Yeah. Yeah. Put some swirly effects on it, or some smoke, or something, something to slightly disguise the but it's rather still a, yeah. third race effect that we've managed to. <laughs> but it is still a great effect, though. It is a great effect, yeah. and, and 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 again, helped really by the music. It's that that danger music again, isn't it? You know, the music is always what makes it. Um, mm. it any film is, you know, it's always the music. If you watch Jaws and take away the music, yeah. It, there's no tension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At all, it's it's got to have that that yeah. element to it as well. Yeah, yeah. We've been talking this uh, about this in in quite a few of the episodes about how well music can you know augment and enhance a, a special effects sequence, and this is a case here, definitely, 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 definitely. I, I would say it's ninety nine times out of a hundred. You need the music there. You take the music away. Mm. And the scene's the scene's dead. Yeah, um, yeah. you've got to have it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we move we move away from uh, Baylock, and we, we we get the whole uh, what are we going to do thing in uh, in the Enterprise. And this is one of my favourite favourite Captain Kirk scenes ever is when he realises it's not a game of chess, it's poker, and he's going to call a game of bluff about yeah. the whole thing, the whole Corbomite thing. That exchange that he has, you know, to Baylock. The whole ship to ship and, um, you know, to uh, Ahura and that. Fantastic. William Shantner in this, I think, is absolutely brilliant in this part. I think he gets a, a bit of stick, really, um, for um, his acting style, shall we say, um, is not necessarily the most dynamic. Mm. Um, but actually, I mean, he's, he's pretty good as this character. Yeah. I think some some of the stuff he does in you know, the later movies is pretty, you know, 
he could have phoned it in that day. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I think in this original series, he plays the part. Certainly the you, first, you first really... season. Yeah, yeah. Because um, he, he's trying, isn't he? Bless him. He, he, he's, you know, he's, he's giving it his all, especially in this absolutely. episode and especially in this scene. You know, it's quite a tense yeah. scene and I, I think it's a fantastic performance from him. He's not hammy. He, uh, you, you know, some of the mannerisms, you know, that he's would later... Uh, be you know famous or infamous for they're not there. <laughs> I, I think it's an excellent uh, piece of acting yeah, from him. Absolutely. Um, as I say, Leonard Nimoy, maybe not so much, but um, I think he the way he plays the part on this particular one. And actually, I mean, having watched this and not watched it for a while, I think I'm going to go back and you know watch a few more of these old episodes. Mm. Um, you know, I, I want to see more of what he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I can totally recommend the first season and, and most of the second season. You know, they, 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 they really hold up well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Yeah. There's, there's always going to, you know, uh, how many episodes they do per run? Like well over twenty, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it's about twenty yeah, four, twenty something. Like. something. Yeah. You're always going to get some stinkers. Yeah, in yeah. There. yeah. But no, no, back to that again. But yeah. you know, it's um, but there's going to be some gems in there as well. And, yeah, yeah. And, and that, that's why I wanted to do this for the very first uh, Star Trek one. It's one of my favourite special effects sequences uh, of Star Trek. Um, I, I think later down the line we might go to some not so good. Uh, <laughs> you never might. I might no, no, I might have you back for uh, Spock's brain. You never know. Yeah, well, no, I mean it's, it's one of my favourites. Um, oh well, there you go. You know, it's uh, it's like watching a well, I was going to say watching a car crash, but you know, it's um, <laughs> it's not the. Yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, I think it's generally acknowledged it's not the best one. All right, well, yeah. well, let's stick with uh, the other end of the spectrum. Yes, um, so, so anyway, he, he he calls the bluff and everything, um, and then we get uh, the small scale ship comes out from the side of the Fasarius, the, the, this pilot vessel. This like, yeah. it's a mini four ball version, and the big ship goes away again. A, a fantastic shot. It just goes away really uh, smoothly and very quickly, doesn't it? You know? Exactly, yeah. It just literally drifts off to one side. Yeah. Anyway, we then get an awful lot of talk on board, so we kind of like got to fast forward through the sequence to when they teleport over uh, yeah. um, to the little ship. And we see the puppet in the flesh. Uh, yes. Yeah, you can definitely see why they needed the, uh, the lighting <laughs> and the swirling effect, can't you? Yeah, we, we, that, yeah that was not going to fool anybody, really, was it? I mean... Um, you know, the captain of a of a starship, you would hope wouldn't fall for um, what looks like a Halloween puppet at that point, doesn't it? <laughs> I, I, I like the notion that Baylock's just got a, a puppet version of himself for uh, communicating to people, you know? To basically, it, it is almost like the puppet outside at Halloween, isn't it? It's yeah. um, put it on the, on the stoop, and when the kids come up to, you know, get their treats, you can... You can activate it and scare yeah. them off. Uh, I'm surprised uh, they don't actually produce one. Actually, that would be well, a you, good a good Halloween. Have a Baylock at the door. You know. There you go. That's the project for your next Halloween, there, Eric. Right there you go. I've got a few months, haven't I? <laughs> right, right, okay. It's a project. It's a go. All right. It's a go. Yeah. Okay. Definitely go for that one. Um, well, and, and that's pretty much where the sequence ends because then we've just had the real Baylock drinking pink grapefruit juice, and uh, there's not much more after that. Um, no. So, so let's just talk about the effects. Uh, you mm. you saw the new version, and as yeah. I say, I saw both. Um, 
with the new effects, um, the ball um, um, in the original, you didn't. Have, they've added tons of detail. All, all this detail on the on the small spheres of the main ship, haven't they? Yeah, they've turned them into looks like like geodistic domes or something. Mm, yeah, on on it. So you've got a lot of texture going on on the the domes themselves. And, and, and I don't know if I like it. I don't know if I like it because it's like you can see the workings. If you watch the original, I'm sure if you went on YouTube, you would see, be, be able to see the original. Um, yeah, yeah. It is a giant ball made up of small balls, but there's no detail. And the whole thing's got this glow to it. So everything's quite nebulous and vague. And it's up to you to decide what that thing is, you know. Whereas this is, it's a gold ship made out of balls, you know. Yeah, there's... I, I, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. It's um, on the original one. It's 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 yeah. It's it's not really there. It's it's a glow. It's there's no nothing obvious. There's no. no hull. There's no windows. There's no nothing like that. It's completely and utterly alien. Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas by putting that detail on, they've basically you can see it's a, a manufactured. Yeah, thing. which as I say, it, it loses uh, some of the mystique. I think. Yeah, like that, you know? I mean, I've just got a scene paused on the on the screen here, just looking at it with with the the small the pilot ship, mm. and th- there's a huge amount of detail on it. And the Enterprise yeah. looks fantastic, uh, by the way. But um, yeah, there's there's almost yeah, it's hard to sort of you know put it in words. It's, it's You've lost the mystery almost, I yes. guess, is, yeah. is what I'm trying to say. It's um, So you can see what they're doing. They're trying to tweak it and get it more, well, not realistic, but they're trying to make it more modern world, you, you know, visually. Yeah, they're bringing it up to a level of what people probably expect yeah. now. Um, but if, I, pref- if, I prefer the original. Yeah, it's got a certain quality to it. It's got a, a mystery to it yeah. um, without, you know, if, you, if they looked at it and saw it, it's like, well, I don't know what it is. Mm. And they make some reference to how big it is, but, you know, can't probe it or something. I think yeah. there's some line somewhere yeah, about, yeah, yeah. you know, they, they don't know what the structure of it is. And by putting that in there, you've almost sort of given them the, the handle to, to have that structure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and another yeah. thing, I, I've made a note here. Um, I said earlier that the first time you actually you see the Fasarius... The Enterprise is uh, in the middle of the screen, but I, and I said it was tiny because I was thinking about the original. The 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 new effects, the Enterprise is much larger in the screen, um, and I don't think it works as well because in the original it's it is tiny. The Enterprise is tiny in the middle of the screen, and then the Fasarius fills and goes beyond the full screen. If you've got a larger Enterprise in the middle of the screen, you know, yeah, it changes. It implies, the yeah, it, there you go. Yeah. It's the pers- Perspective is is completely different. Yeah, you know? I'm just trying to find that that particular shot. Yeah, but no, it um, it it changes the way you view the the yeah. item, you know the um, the ship in this particular case. Yeah. If if I can find it on on YouTube, I'll be putting it up on the Facebook page. Uh, um, you, you, you know the two different um, uh, shots to just. Yeah, I think there was somebody had done Sorry, a side by side. Um, kind of comparison. I'm just there, watching. There certainly are comparisons now, there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Enterprise is, uh, you know, takes up about a third of the screen in the new one. Yeah, but it's um, about a, a, but it's a sixth or something even smaller right, than that right. on, so on the original. Yeah, they've definitely yeah. changed the 
perception of it. And as yeah. it comes very, very close in this new version, the, the level of detail on the Saris is, is really high. Yeah, it is. Um, it is yeah. it's, it's not so much when you see it on the view screen when they're looking at it, but certainly on the, the exterior shots, yeah. um, you know, it, there's a lot of detail going on there. No, I, I, I would rather, ha- um, you know, just use my imagination. It, imagination. It's like if you imagine in Alien, if you see uh, in the derelict ship, you've got the space jockey, but then you get up close and you can see that there's nuts and bolts holding it together, or there's screws, <laughs> and there's some 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 sign of how how that gun thing he's riding was made. It wouldn't be yeah. the same, would it? You know? No, no. It it loses the, the. It's the mystery, isn't it? It's yeah. the not knowing these are meant to be people going out when nobody has ever no man has gone before there you go no you one go. has gone before okay. um, and seeing things that they've, they've no idea what they are um, but, so why not make it yeah completely and, and, mysterious to it what a great um, tack to take you know this is the, the the very first proper episode and and straight away you know they're taking exactly the right stance yeah. on this you know yeah yeah, I, and I think actually, I mean, I was watching it with that little bit of knowledge that this was the first one they filmed, and this would have been a really good first episode. Mm. It, it, it introduces the characters in a, in a very clear way of what they're thinking, and that this is a, their five-year mission and what the objectives are. Yeah, I can't remember what the first one they actually did broadcast was after the pilots, but I was going back and have a look. But I, I think it's the one with the salt vampire. It's the McCoy one with the salt vampire when he falls in love see, that with the woman. Quite sort of, this, this has the sort of feel of a first episode. Yeah, but maybe the powers that be wanted a proper monster episode, because in that you have got a monster quite disguised possibly, as a human, possibly, you know, yeah. and, you know yeah. and the monster gets killed at the end. You know, I mean, it's, this one is a very good resolution to this story. The monster isn't what you think it yeah. is. And, you know, there is no battle there is that, that you just got this tension in the middle of the episode and everything is resolved at the end which again is is reinforcing the coda of the five-year mission to uh, make contact you know yeah yeah i'm just looking actually it's uh yeah the man trap was the first man trap that's the one yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. okay all right well shall we go on to behind the scenes then absolutely right here we go right a company called the Howard Anderson Company. They built Baylock ship. They built the pilot vessel and uh, the boy. Okay. Right. I haven't been able to find any pre-production drawings. I, fa- I found a pre-production drawing of, of Baylock, but not of any of the hardware. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've seen a photo, and I'll, again, I'll be putting it up on the Facebook page of the boy. Uh, the boy was just a play, play, plain cube. Um, spinning and it just had it was a simple matter of just having coloured lights shining onto it it works effectively I think yeah. that has that has that still even on the the special edition has that still has that effect yes there's no there's no detail it's just a flashing light yeah no has, no no it, it has exactly the same yeah. yeah 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 um, and uh, Baylock's ship was simply a ball with smaller uh, polystyrene boil, boil, balls attached to it <laughs> so there was no detail. I mean, if you no. if you zoomed yeah. in, you would have seen the dimples of the polystyrene. You know, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, Baylock himself, well, the Baylock puppet uh, was built by a guy. I don't know if you've heard of this guy uh, by by the name of. I uh, hope I don't uh, ruin this. Wa Ming Chang. Nope. Have you ever heard of him? No, nope. afraid not. 
Yeah, I've, I've read I've read about him before in in some of my books, but I, I've never seen him pop up in documentaries or anything like this. And he's one of these un, unsung, you know, creatives who, yeah. um, you know, was a genius. He he not only did uh, Baylock, he built the Gorn. Okay. Okay. One Designed of and built the real Gorn. classics. Yeah. 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 He also did the Salt Vampire that we've mentioned a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, he designed the Enterprise's communicators. Okay. Right. And get this. This is where he goes way, way up in my estimation. He designed and built the time machine from the George Powell version. Oh. Of the time machine. Right. That classic, yeah. classic. Yeah, classic one. Piece, yeah. piece of science fiction hardware. That was him. Lovely. So uh, yeah. So, yeah, so he, he made Baylock. Baylock was uh, made from polyurethane foam and was mounted onto a wooden pole. Um, and he had cables running up to operate his eyes and his mouth. Yeah, just one okay. for each, presumably. Yeah, he came up for sale. Um, you know, Baylock the puppet, not the designer. Um, came up for sale a, a, a few years back. And um, there are, um, again, I'll put up on Facebook, there's a photo of what he looked like at the time of the auction. And, uh, yeah, he, he's not... Pretty rough, good, uh, I would imagine. Yeah, pretty yeah. rough. I mean, as you know, foam degrades uh, Quite rapidly, time. really, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, what, was 60... Well, were they were making this in 63, or probably, yeah. if they were broadcasting it in 65 or 66. I mean, having said that, they, it's in pretty good condition, because, you know, there's a lot of stuff from, you know, um, like the Yoda puppets from, from <coughs> Star Wars. They, that, 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 they're falling apart, because they were never designed to be, um, you know, kept for so long, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll put the photos up of him. He, yeah, mm. he is in a bit of a yeah. sorry state. So, um, poor that's really Yeah, poor Baylock. Um, that that's all all I've got for behind the scenes. So uh, traditionally we go on to the ratings. So can I have your thoughts, please? Ooh, it's now, a real tough one. Yeah. Do you um, if we say that ten is the uh, best thing you've ever seen, one is the worst thing you've ever seen, and five somewhere in the middle? Yeah. It's it's it, I say it's a tough one because obviously you've now um, at the time probably when people first watched this. It was probably mind-blowing. Even the polystyrene balls painted with fluorescent paint, presumably. Um, but I think you have to think about it in context of modern sci-fi as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, I can't say it's a 10 because it's not. It's not. So I think I'm going to go for around a 6, I'm afraid. That's probably about as high as I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, simply on the basis that there are some, it is a good effect. It's an interesting effect. Um, but, yeah, and it's certainly above average, but how much? Mm, possibly not that much. Okay, okay. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not that far off from you. Um, um, but, but both the, the space scenes and Baylock, I mean, they're, they're, they're excellent scenes and they're done very, very well. Um, and they had a big impact on me, you know, back then and still now. Um so I, I was going to give it a seven, all right. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if you give it's it a six, I give it a seven. It? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. a six and a half, and I, that's fair enough. That's uh, yeah, absolutely. I think it, right. you know it's it's an interesting effect. Has it held time? Mm, don't know, but mm. uh, yeah, certainly worthy of note. As, as we go on, because this is an ongoing podcast, you know, we're going to um, be dipping our 
proverbials back into um, Star Trek now and again. And it will be interesting to see where this rates alongside not only other TV sequences, but film sequences as well. You know, absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Go, go on over to the Facebook page, and uh, I, I'm putting up a chart week by week. It builds up into a nice little chart of uh, the rankings for everything. So, before long, there will be a return to Star Trek. So, let's see what looking forward to. Today. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for your time tonight, there, Alan. No um, problem at all, Eric. Before you, be, before you go, would you like uh, to tell everybody where they can find you? You can find me, um, as you found me once many moons ago, I believe. <laughs> um, for those who don't know, I um, am a model maker myself in my spare time, though not commercially. Um, <laughs> never made any money from it, never will. Um, and I set up a website for sci-fi fantasy modelers, from, specifically from the UK, but you know, from um, around the world if they wanted to participate called uh, SFM UK, Science Fiction and Fantasy Modelers UK. And uh, we have a Facebook group at the moment where anybody can come along, join, have a chat, and, you know, get inspiration for building their own models. And if you want to find us, you can get that from sfmuk.org. Excellent. Okay, well, thanks for that, Alan. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Um, ditto. Um Thank you to anybody who may be listening, um, and we'll see you next time. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.